This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... Take a picture already. Take time. one. Take it. Come on. Take it for God's sake. You gotta stay with Take Daddy, it. So no Crab. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us again. Hello, hello. We have a condensed version of Nikki and I talking because we have a very long interview for you all to hear this time around. We do. We do have a very long interview. So... By well, someone who's a talker. I know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> Where does that person get it from? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm looking right at it. <laughs> uh, sheesh. Why don't we get into a did you know and then get into the meat potatoes. You mean you heard? Yeah. Why don't we get into that first? <laughs> but we'll get into a did you know later on. But why don't we get into a did you know like now pronto. So this week's You Heard is kind of on par with like what we talk about a little bit um, this week. It comes to us from the D train at 42nd Street. And I overheard a tourist say this to who I presume was her lover. She said... People watching in New York is so much better than people watching in our tiny town. That's it. That's it. Okay. Congratulations. You heard it's you're over. <laughs> Good one. Thanks. People watching in New York is, like, awesome in general. Like, I, that is, like, one of my favorite things to do, especially during the fall and the spring where you could just, like, sit in the park for hours and nobody even thinks about it that you're just basically out there spying on them for the mm, most part. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in the wintertime, you look kind of weird just sitting in the park because, you know, you're covered in... Just glowering crap at people. Weather, crap <laughs> weather and people like, that guy's been sitting there in that same jacket for hours. In the summertime, you're just sweating like a lunatic and nobody wants to even imagine you looking at them while you're looking all... What? Miserable. M- miserable and moist from... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> just just wetness coming Ew, out of your pores. Oh my god, shut up. Let's But the fall and the spring is awesome though. Yes, like you the can fall get away with it. The spring is awesome. And it's also a great time to photograph people in the city and oh. you know, street photography which ties into this week's guest who just so happens to be someone that weekly listeners might know a little bit thing or two about oh well who is this phantom of the menace <laughs> the phantom of the menace sure 
<laughs> Why not? It's someone called Lil Tyler Durden. About time she gets on our show. Right? Well, was she able to spare a few minutes out of her she busy schedule to actually come on the show and grace us with her she presence? She was, and now you need to wrap it up because my time of gracing you with my presence is running short. So. All right, fair enough. Go on. No, go ahead. No, it's, I know you want to. Roll that fabulous bean footage. I knew you'd do it, you son of a bitch. As promised, we have a special guest in studio today. Special being the operative word. <laughs> <laughs> she is special. Please welcome to the show, Lil Tyler Durden, Rory. Lil Tyler Durden. Hi, welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just went completely brain dead when the microphone got turned on. You She's wouldn't like, shut up for a minute. <laughs> Talking about having, what, what do you call it, a talking piece? Oh, yes, the talking piece at Falcon Heart. <laughs> Yes, go yes. on. We have a little talking piece. So I want to make sure if we're all talking over each other, if we're sharing. You know, just like a normal night when we all talk all over each other. It's nice to see this just noisy, obnoxious person come into like the mix and it's like, let me explain how a talking piece works. <laughs> it's like going, you're usually the catalyst for people talking over each other because you get us so amped up sometimes. You do, and you are relentless and you don't That's stop. why we need a talking piece. Well, then no. we're going to have to get one. We just need you to chill. <laughs> so, what are we here to talk about, Tyler? What are we here to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> we kind of sprung it on you. Gwar. Yes, it was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so it was like technically your first concert that you shot for us. Well, because first real. For indoor. Indoor, indoor. indoor concert, because yeah. there is a big difference. There is between... a big difference. And what is that difference? <laughs> Hell, it was awful. <laughs> the first gore wasn't bad. It was just the situation itself. And my first indoor concert, that was bad. Which is, you know, I mean, it's good that it happened. And it didn't happen for, like, a band that, like, you're super into. Because that would have been, like, heartbreaking. Because we yeah. had a situation like that with Dad once. Uh, which was, God, he hates to talk about it, but. I do hate to talk about it. But, but I will be redeemed. At some point. You will so hopefully be fine. redeemed. Yeah. When the day comes. <laughs> We're hoping reckoning. for the day. His adamant reckoning. We're hoping for that day. But um, basically, just to give you a little like lead into like how this day worked out. We were searching around for colleges, as we have mentioned on the show in the past. Mm -hmm. True, T? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we were. All right. So that particular day, after seeing like the big colleges, as people would call them, we found a place where Tyler like just really seemed to fit into, which mm -hmm. is the FIT photo program. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You want to talk a little bit about the program, what you like about it? Well, I think we should even start a little bit further, like a little bit, you know, prior to that. What made you decide that you wanted to pursue photography? Because to get to where you want to go, we have to get to where you started. Well, why well, I wanted to pursue photography. I don't know how much you guys have talked about me, but I've always wanted well, to Well, thanks do for listening to the show, first of all. <laughs> yeah. Number one fan right here in the house. But, yeah. um, you see, I've always wanted to do special effects makeup. But then I took my first photography class, and it really changed me. And just my teacher that I had 
Curtis, mm-hmm. shout out. Um, and just the teacher and just being in the darkroom itself, I really, because I took film photography first. And I think it would have been different if I would have taken digital first because film was like a completely different thing. Like right. seeing your prints come up, it was a very magical experience. So I wanted to pursue that. I think that's really cool as like, you know, someone who grew up in a time where there wasn't digital photography. I think that's so cool that like, you know, you're carrying the torch that a lot of people you know, a lot of your friends probably are like, what the hell's film, you know? Yeah, no, it's, some people, like, get mixed reactions. Some people, because it's taught in my school, so some people mm-hmm. think it's normal, but other people are like, what is that? Like, it's a bunch of weird, different mixed reactions. It's a lot harder. It's and a lot what do you work. like about photography? Like, what is it that you like so much that you changed your entire, like, future for? Well, first it was just the dark room, because I really <laughs> like the dark room, just because I like the chemicals and everything like that. Yeah, so, she like, a little I don't know. I don't know about this. I have a no. feeling I like this for no, some like, reason. No, it's like, you know, in like CSI and shows like that, you always see them like in the dark rooms. With You're so little, your father's like, daughter. <laughs> well, like, anyways, it was that first because it was cool. But now it's it's just more fun because I do digital now too. Mm-hmm. And it's just really enjoyable just to capture a moment. And in my college essay, as I have wrote, like how it's, there's a difference between taking a picture and making a picture. Mm-hmm. And also as I stole that from what SVA said. Yeah. But it was in my essay now. So. It was like the best thing SVA gave you, really. Yeah, no, because I'm using it for my college essays. So well, it's very They good. did pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, there's just a big difference between make, making one and taking one. So I think that's very, I don't know, inspires me. I think that's awesome. I think it's really cool. Because I can't visually see like that. And like I know that the two of you can. And sometimes I feel like a little bit of an outsider because I don't Aww. think like that. Like I don't think visually. I think in words you know like Mm -hmm. I would be like this is what that poem like I need to write down what that makes me feel like a picture makes me feel or something so I think that's very cool I'll inspire you to write Mm -hmm. (laughs) perhaps so all right so you find your direction I knew on the very first night of the very first class that's what you were going to want to pursue like seriously no joke I would not stop talking about it well we were at an island the game when it happened and you like met us there and you talked just talked through the entire <laughs> game. You were so mad at her. I was, but as soon, but seriously, I would say before the end of the national anthem, I like turn to Nikki and I'm like going, Well, I think I know what Tyler's gonna be pursuing over everything else because having done photography too, I know there is nothing else like seeing yeah. a white piece of paper to dunking it in a piece of water and being like man. I made that, yeah. Yeah, like and then it's there forever. I mean, it's like the coolest feeling in the world the first time. But it never changes. Every time you do it, you're just anticipating what's it going to look like when the picture comes through the page. And is that what you like, like, you know, about film, you know, versus digital? Because, like, you're very method, method, method. What's how do you say? I like methodological order. like me- methodical methodical yeah i'm like meth uh, meth like a, <laughs> meth. Wor- a wordsmith is in full effect right now the person with all the say. words <laughs> the person with all the words forgot her bag of words on the way to the i'm uh, not a speaker i'm a writer i'm not a i'm a, not a speaker i'm not a i'm not a speaker <laughs> i'm not a crook but so is that what you like about it like the process oh, of actually making it because, because you see i want to be creative but at the same time, math is my favorite subject. And you see, it's my favorite subject. <laughs> because it's like, everything has an order. So like, yeah, I want to be creative. But at the same time, I like the stability in it. Mm-hmm. Because you need to follow the same exact steps. There's there's order to it, but yeah. you still need to do so the art. In, it brings in the art yeah, it brings and in the nerdness. 
Yeah, it's perfect. And yeah. wait until you start working with lights and angles of lights and things like yeah. that. That's when your math is going to be even more Love like it. involved. You're going to be like a beautiful good. mind with just like the numbers in the air. like Yeah, just like <laughs> E equals MC squared. And then you'll like move a light a perfect way. It'll be like, look, I opened up a wormhole. <laughs> It's not really that. It's not what E equals MC squared is really about, but close enough. <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, I went to real art school, Tyler. I'm sorry that you're in high school right now. Maybe when you go to real art school, you'll be able to understand that none of that means anything, really. It's just a bunch of gibberish that high school people will tell you. So, Whatever. So we, we establish what you want to do. We start taking the tours. We start off with School of Visual Arts. What's your first thought on School of Visual Arts? Well, my initial thought... That's what I want. Yeah. You see, that was... I was very excited. I could not wait. I was turning around the seat and I was pinching you, Dad. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was pinching you. She's a pincher. Yeah, I am a pincher. So I was... There's a lot of pinches. When she gets excited. excited. When she gets excited, she pinches. Yeah. It's it's an excitement pinch. It's a love pinch. I got it. So that... There was a lot of those because I was very excited. But then they kept going and it just kind of went downhill. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just like their money situation... I just, I With mean, for cartooning, mean, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, their cartooning program, I think, it's definitely worth it because they're like the best school ever oh, for cartooning. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But for photography, like, they're not the best for car- or they're not the best for photography, and so it's just not really worth it. And that's kind of what you could say. Like every all school has mm-hmm. something that they're known for. Yeah. Like when you say, "Oh, I went to Harvard." It doesn't mean shit unless you went to Harvard Law. If you went to Harvard Law, it's like, man, you went to, like, the best law school in the country. But if you said, yeah. I went to Harvard Photography, people are going to look at you and be like, and? Does Harvard even have a photography program? Actually, Yale does, I, I know. Would. Yale really? does have yeah, I heard program. Yale has it one of the best. Good. Yeah. <laughs> really? Somebody, a stranger on the train told me that from Syracuse. A you talk str- to strangers on the train on all the time. Train Every day. I get it, man. Today, the stranger on the train was talking to me about Trump. What and was how, he like, saying? How Trump supporters are the devil, and how like immigrants <laughs> brought up the country. Which I is can true. get behind that. Yeah, yeah no, because he was he. That. All the things he was saying, like I've said before in my yeah. own words, <laughs> but it was just really weird because who was he? You just he? make people talk. Like you just yeah, have something about you, that like shit, that you yeah. just like. Because I think Every it's just day. because you like when people talk to you, you just like clam up. Like you just like and you just sit there and they're like, okay, I have an open forum where where I just like glare at somebody and then like go back to like reading my book or something. Yeah, that's true. I allow it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I definitely do. But it makes enjoy for interesting it. stories. It, it does. does. They're funny. It does. I mean, I can, you know, we can have a told to me section by Tyler oh somewhere God. down the road. Like a Tyler, Tyler's <laughs> transit corner or something we like should. that. <laughs> Well, let's Tyler see. Let's transit. see how this one finishes <laughs> up. We're not quite done yet. We got a little mm-hmm. bit to go. So, all right. So you go to SVA. It starts off good, and by the time you're done, you're soured on it. But you were still excited about it. Where you're like, oh, and I'm still applying for it either way. No, I'm still but... gonna apply. I'm still now to this day probably going to apply. Okay. So that we go to school number to two, which is where Pratt. And what do you think of Pratt? Which is Dad's alma mater. It is. It is your favorite school. Whatever, it's just, um, it's different. Well, Mario it's Lopez different. and I went to Pratt. <laughs> I think the campus was the most charming of all of the campuses. It's a beautiful It's the ones you see in college movies. It's not like SVA. It's nice. looks like a little dream. But their photography program, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't so dreamy. I don't know. It was very, it was very fine, art fa- fine art based, like the rest of their And you want to do more like photojournalism street kind of... 
I'm not positive, but I think I'll do more like photojournalism yeah. or advertising. I just know I definitely don't want to do fine art photography because like just fine art, but yeah. like you dabble in it probably. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. But like you're not gonna make a living off fine art photography. Yeah. I, I think it's boring. I think the only way that happens is like if you do a photo essay that is just so incredible that mm-hmm. like every gallery wants mm-hmm. it and then you get yeah. to the museum level, in which case it's kind of like, yeah, you can make a living on it, but how many people are actually making a living on fine right, art yeah. photography? You have to be like famous for people to care about your fine art photography. Like well, I'd be a prodigy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like most people like might start <laughs> off like a journalist or mm-hmm. you know a commercial photographer and then kind of like yeah, dabble exactly. because then you're going to make contacts and yeah. it, like life is all about making contacts to further yourself. So I think that's you know right. what a lot or, of people do. Or even if it's just capturing stuff in a normal everyday ad or just mm-hmm. journalism like kind of like a beat like photographer or something like that. And then you're picking up like things like you have this amazing ability to pick up on like emotions. Oh my gosh, so much. Like you really, Aww. really do. Like when they say a photo is a way of stealing someone's soul, as you know, a lot of tribal people believe. Mm-hmm. Like you make that a reality. It's true. Like you could steal someone's soul in some of the pictures that you will not allow us to show on <laughs> the High yet. Regard website. Not yet. Soon. But, <laughs> Soon. But there are some pictures that you've mm-hmm. taken where it's just like the emotion in them are just unbelievable. Like when I think about like the picture that you took of us like when we were hugging goodbye before dad's surgery like I'm getting all worked up and emotional. Aww. But like you could tell because I was the last person that dad like hugged and kissed before he left to go. And I'm getting all worked up and I can't even talk about it. <laughs> so why don't we move on to school number three? <laughs> What I'll wipe the, my eyes. Where did you now? <laughs> school number three is a little bit different because I did not get to go with you to school number three. You went totally in solo. What was your first thoughts on school number three? School number three was Parsons. Mm-hmm. Since we did not announce that one, well, I was leaving that to <laughs> oh, you. That was me. I got the mic for that one. You got the mic for that. Yeah, one. The so, um, piece. yeah. So that was Parsons, and their facilities are very beautiful in a different way. Like it's all brand new. Because of the Hurricane Sandy, I guess, knocked everything out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it were, it's, it's a benefit to everybody else because now they have brand new everything. Mm-hmm. But um, Thanks, Sandy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Shout out to Sandy. <laughs> but um, yeah, their foundation year was a little crazy because I enjoyed it at first. I thought it was really cool because the first year you take bronze casting and wood making and all this really cool like... Fun stuff Lumberjack things. Of All yeah. this great stuff at the end of the world. When the end of the world comes rolling around, it's like we'll know we'll have like at least a bronze smith and a wood carver. <laughs> well, the day before that, when we were visiting Pratt, I mentioned how for like a project, I would like to do um, marble, like a marble sculpture. You are mentioning it a lot. And then the next day, yeah, the next day, I went to Parsons, and they were like, "Hey, you can do that here your first year." And I mean, it's irrelevant, but it's interesting. Man, I feel like we are living in times where nothing is irrelevant. All of those <laughs> skills might be get to be put to use once everything gets lit up across the country, the way things are rolling. So <laughs> That's true. So there's that. Indeed. So now here we are at the school and number four. School. And before you start telling us your initial thoughts on school number four, why don't you tell everybody how difficult it was to get you to go to school number four, to even look at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so school number four is FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology. Mm-hmm. And I've had a previous teacher, Curtis, when I was talking mm-hmm. about earlier. Your and mentor. 
Yes, well now, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so my mentor, mm-hmm. um, he has told me a thousand times about FIT and he wants me to go there because he is an instructor there. Right. And and he knows the program and he knows that it's... Yeah, he knows everything about everything. He really does. He's an amazing person. He really does. Yeah. So um, he wanted me to go FIT, but I was not having it. Because Tyler doesn't like to listen no, to the no, voice no, no, of no. reason. Because, you know, I'm a nerd, so I feel like I have to be the best, so I just automatically assumed that SVA, Pratt, Parsons, they're going to be the best because they're expensive and they're the ones you think about when you think of the word art school. FIT, you think about for fashion. Sure. If I say FIT, all the fashion majors are like, you want to do fashion? But other than a fashion major at my high school, <laughs> other than that, like... You know, you would not, you would never think that like FIT has a good photography program because because it's a little hidden gem. It, it is. really is mm-hmm. such a hidden gem. So Curtis is actually the one who invited us to come down, mm-hmm. and unlike the other schools where we actually had open houses to actually go to, and we were like on tour with other kids and stuff like that. Most of them run by the students. They mm-hmm. start off by the faculty, and then they hand you off to students, and then you find out. To get the local flavor. But you find out how good a school really is by the people that they put on tour with you. Mm -hmm. Like SVA, the girl who took us on tour, basically made us miss the entire financial aid meeting because she brought us to a lunch. She probably didn't want us to see the financial aid meeting. (laughs) She's probably like, it's really bad financial aid. But it's so, like, that's the stuff we needed to see more than anything. And it was like, oh, why are you bringing us to lunch? We need to talk about financial aid. The people at Pratt, down the business like seriously they were good like they were good but it wasn't like hey we're all here having a good time it was like this is this this mm. is this they this knew is their it. facts towards too. over let's yeah. go and that's it um i can't speak like i said for parsons i'm not sure what their tour was like um i know they didn't go really deeply into the program yeah so, it was right? more personal like the tour guide it was just one tour guide with the groups and like the groups were kind of mixed up so it was because there's different parsons as part of the new school mm-hmm. so the new school um, everybody there was for different schools there. So, like, everybody who was applying to Parsons, no matter what program it was, was on the same tour together. So it wasn't really related to photography as much. It was more about like her general, personal, yeah. like, oh, my roommate does this. Oh, like, my classes yeah. are like this. So, Boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So here we are at FIT, and this time around, it's not a tour. It's just her mentor, Curtis. Mm-hmm bringing us into classrooms, showing us galleries, showing us equipment, and explaining why FIT would be a good fit. And my God, if this guy should be like this guy. salesman of the year, undoubtedly. Right? No, he did really amazing. He did really <laughs> amazing. Convinced me. But you, more than anything, like you went into the studios and like with students and like you hung out with students and you got to like make really have a good conversation with yeah. them and and make connections. Yeah. yeah. It was seriously like no other like photo program like that we have been a part of up to this point in time because seriously, they were giving us examples of like how their internship programs work. Mm-hmm. Where other schools are like you have to make under if your family makes under a certain amount of money, you're going to be eligible to do like, you know, mm-hmm. a work a work a study. work for study a work study program. God damn, why can't I get my words out? So you'd know, be able to get a work study host. program, but but here 
it didn't make a difference. Like everyone gets an internship. Right. And we were talking to a, everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, we except, were, but it's like a really good. <laughs> yeah, but it but it's money or credits. Either way, it's still worth it. But we were talking to this one girl who was like just going into her second year, and so you figure she's only been like at school now for three months, for you know, plus her freshman year, and she had already had five internships at this point in time, That's which crazy. is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then. You know, and asking Curtis about it, I'm like, how is this even possible that we can, you know, get so many internships? And he goes, because the program is so small. Mm-hmm. How small is the program, Tyler? I think they said it was, they choose 50 students out of 900, I believe. And then it whittles down. Yeah, to like lot. 25 mm-hmm. by, by the time, time you get second year. Like, yeah. or third year. Now, this is, you know, obviously as like a high school senior right now. you know is this like what you were expecting you know like were you prepared for how you know this part of the school year would be this like searching for you know your home for the next four years oh it's awful (laughs) no i mean i expected it to be bad because that's all you ever hear about yeah but it's really bad like (laughs) i know it'd be this bad and also because most students they spend so I know at least in my school, like junior year, you start writing all of your college essays, you get your portfolio almost done. So by senior year, usually people, but like during the summer, their their stuff is done. But I didn't do that. So <laughs> I still have to write college essays because I still have two more to write. Well, basically, it's because we didn't know what schools you were going to apply for. Yeah. And then we, you know, a lot it of It happened very fast. It like really within did. the span of two weeks. You went from zero to four to yeah. one that you really, really want. Yeah, because at first I had no schools. And then the next, like the week after that, I had Pratt, Parsons, SVA, and FIT tours all in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> it went from nothing to all <laughs> schools all in the same week. From So it was really hectic that week. That week was awful. Because you actually thought that you were going to get out of the city to go to school. Yes. And what do you think now after seeing FIT? I'll stay in the city. (laughs) Well, thanks, FIT, for keeping us a three-roommate situation. (laughs) But the good news is, is that, like, it's not like you haven't written, like, a college essay. You wrote your college essay, had it approved, but every time you apply for a new program, because they're very, very specialized programs, Mm -hmm. you have to rewrite them. Most kids don't have to do that, right? Yes, I I think that's very unfair for, like, art (laughs) students, like... Our students were supposed to be the stupid ones, like, you know? Well, easy now. So, well, <laughs> you, generally speaking. But you're generally. supposed to uh-huh. speak with your with your art, with your, your illustrations, exactly. your photographs, in, yeah, your, that's what in I mean. your case. That's what yeah, I mean. no, I know. I'm explaining that just for, you know, yeah. the story For all the art listeners, listeners that, that are listening there. <laughs> yeah. No, I get Don't it. Don't worry. They're, all the art we're smart. people are usually I'm smart. high. They're not going to remember anything that you said, so whatever. <laughs> well... So it's just unfair for other students who don't really have any idea of what they want to do and they want to apply to schools and they only have to write like the common application, which I think is very lovely. It's one application for almost all schools. Right. It's just that art schools are not on there. Pratt's not on there. SVA is not on there. FIT is not on there. So every single one of the schools I'm applying to need their own essay where other schools don't. And it's just a lot harder, too, because there's supplemental essays, too. So you need your admissions essay and your supplemental essay. And every other non-creative majors, they don't need a portfolio. And that's the biggest issue is <laughs> a portfolio. Yeah, that, yeah, I can imagine. But on the night that you submitted your application to FIT, 
you were on the phone with your teacher until almost 11 o'clock. You and Curtis were on the phone until like 11 or just after 11 o'clock at night trying to like work on portfolio stuff. Looking at your portfolio now, do you have confidence in your portfolio? Um, more confidence than I did. I'm definitely getting a lot of help from a lot of different teachers because I've been asking my photography teacher at school, my mentor, Curtis, mm -hmm. and even my regular art teacher. She She's a like more fine arts, like painting teacher. Mm -hmm. And so has a very, very different perspective. She wants to see more landscapes, more this, because when you submit like a drawing portfolio, right. they need to see three still lifes, three landscapes, three right. portraits. Right. So she's trying to tell me to mix it up. Other teachers tell me to do something different. The photography teachers say something else. So But at least it's hard. like you're getting guidelines and yeah. like you can kind of just go with your gut because especially if the same people are telling you like you know if, if different people are like this group of particular photos is really good then you know that like mm -hmm. you've got to be onto something with that. You yeah, know? that makes it a lot easier. Yeah. And I actually signed up for an FIT portfolio review. Oh, wow. good deal. Yeah. Look at that a yeah. scoop good deal. right here. What is here. that yeah. happening? Um next Thursday. I get well, to miss my classes. Wow. Super duper. And it's right. in my school. That's super awesome. Super duper. Okay. Definitely. So, we established this is what you want to be. We established pretty much where you want to go. Now comes the professional part. A few weeks back, you do your work in Brooklyn. You take your outside concert photography. We think, hmm. I mean, we know we we're going to get good pictures out of you, but we're just thinking you're going to go snap a few pictures, you'll be back. You were there for almost seven hours <laughs> and at the end of it how many people wanted you to like come back to brooklyn to take more pictures of them oh yeah i got i got some contacts mm -hmm. that was nice because everybody was very nice there it's a surprise and you because... can see those photos on our website thehighregardshow.com yep yes, on the can. clickbait <laughs> it'll be there that's me self-promote but um yes everybody was very nice because going into it a certain someone you my dad <laughs> told me that the press was going to be awful, that I was going to be a lot of fist thrown trying to get well, into the spaces. Usually a lot of pushing and shoving. Well, I did not have that experience because I don't know if it was the band that was photographing, Gore, but everybody okay, was... Okay, you're skipping ahead now because we were talking first about the Park concert. Yeah. So now let's talk about Gwar. Oh, yeah. Let's... So the, the first one that you took was outside um, and it was, you know, like a fun little festival. That was good. And yeah. now, then you get to, like, the concert photographer. Yeah. So, like, it was not as violent as I was expecting. Like, I was I was in there, like, ready to fight some people, ready to push and shove. Like, you know, I had my, like, walking in this, like, in the sidewalk. I had that mentality going into it. Oh, and man. then, like, I walked in, and just everybody was so nice. Like, when we were asking the security, I saw some other press people, and they were like, oh, who are you here for? Do you have any business cards? It's so nice that you're here as well. I'm also here. Like, they're just very, very sweet. <laughs> and then like even while we were in it everybody was like if they were in front of the press they were ducking so that the photographers behind them could take some pictures mm -hmm. like it was very collaborative so you got That's lucky because really cool. it doesn't always happen like <laughs> no, that not often and it really depends i think on the place that you go like yeah. because, and the people too like yeah because I, I feel like here in new york the talent pool is is vast so a lot of these people can go and they're like going i know i need to get like one good shot for a magazine or two good shots and they can probably get those two shots out of like the first 20, like most people, because their equipment is really good, they're experienced, they go out and do it. If you go to some place, you know, like when I was shooting in Pennsylvania, people would be all over you for the three oh, yeah, songs just yeah. climbing on top of you because they're like going, I need to take 
you know, 200 to 600 photos to get my one or two good ones. Like I've shot events where like I would have like photographers like literally standing in front of me and just being like, like whatever I'm getting. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not like you could tell that I'm not like a real photographer, but like Mm -hmm. still like everybody's there for different reasons, you know? Right. But they want to get back, you know, back there, like in a situation like that, whoever gets the best photograph is the one who can sell it. And that's how they make their money. Where here, it's kind of like there's there's an event, literally there's 10 yeah. events every single night. It doesn't mm-hmm. make, if you don't get it on this one, you're going to get it on another one. Yeah, I feel like in the suburbs, it's going to be a lot more competitive for photography. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so little photographers there. Right. But in the city, I just feel like everybody's doing their own thing in the city. Like everybody that I was talking to, for example, in the press, they were all coming from their small little companies. Like we're all making fun of it because like nobody knew who like what Each company other, yeah. yeah i was like i don't know who we, where you're coming from like i don't know what that means but i was glad you're here you know <laughs> but um so yeah there's not there's less competition so everybody's just a lot more down to earth about it very nice and you had all these awesome experiences with school and learning about programs and you're feeling good you're strutting your stuff you're doing your sidewalk you're walk hack of the walk. <laughs> you go into <laughs> like you're you're now you here you are you're like in the photo pit and what happens well, the camera. Well, because we had we had the rented a lens too. Yeah, a we rented nice a lens. really good lens actually. Yes, and I was so excited to use it. Very, very, very excited. And so I was just looking through the camera, and I would see these the most beautiful pictures ever about to be taken by yours truly. <laughs> and the camera just it wouldn't fire because it wasn't powerful enough to work the lens with that the was light and the crazy lights powerful. and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you want to request something from Santa now on the air and hope that this podcast reaches him in the North Pole? <laughs> a new camera? <laughs> yeah, definitely a new camera. That would but be But it's not to say that you didn't get great photos of Guar, which you did, and you're gonna you're gonna be able to see on our website this week, hiragancho.com. <laughs> so you'll be able to see those photos, you know. But um. I understand, though. Like, I understand that frustration of looking through the viewfinder and seeing, like, like, oh, my God, the light is perfect. Like, the the stance is perfect. Like, everything in the background is perfect. Like, I have it locked. And then you Mm -hmm. press the button and it does nothing. Nothing. Like, literally nothing. And then you're like, there'll be another one. And then next thing you know, a song is over. And then it happens again. And you're like, it's okay, I have another song. And then next thing you know, you're you're out of songs and you're like, Jesus, man, what am I supposed to show? Right. Like, Yeah, so when that happened, because that is what happened. <laughs> and so I was just out of pictures, I was out of ideas. And instead of, well, first I freaked out because I didn't know what to do. Oh, I know. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I just like walked out, like after, after you know, after the three songs ended. Because um, I was going to stay and then I walked out <laughs> and I called I called you. I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I was freaking out. Like, I was about to have a breakdown. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> I could totally tell. <laughs> yeah, because it was just so aggravating. And it was it was really frustrating not being able to take these pictures. But after after I calmed down, I stood outside for a while, watched some people throw some beer at each other and get into fights. <laughs> and then after that was all done, uh, after people were done fighting, I was like, okay, everything settled down. I went back in, and there was like this this tall structure in the back of um, the venue because it was at the House of Vans mm-hmm. in and, Brooklyn. Yes, in Brooklyn, in NASA on the G train. So, <laughs> so there's like this big because it's a skate park. Mm-hmm. So there was like a section separating the two, and there's this very big like structure with stairs and everything. And I don't know who was supposed to be on top of there because there were people. It was gated off. 
but I needed to take some pictures. <laughs> so I, I crawled up the stairs and I, I crawled underneath the gate. And then like I stood on top of this, like I just like everybody who was standing out there like, looked pretty mad at me that right. I was joining them because I think they like paid extra to be there. And Probably. I just, I just crawled under. Yeah, it's called getting shit done, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so I was able to just crawl under this weird, tall structure. I don't, I don't know. It was like weird cardboard thing i don't know and so i was able to get a lot of good shots then mm-hmm, then i had to elbow my way through because some girl was just not moving <laughs> and i would feel like out of everything that you could have learned like that was probably one of the most important photography lessons mm-hmm. that you will ever learn that there is always a solution it's just a matter of hunting down and finding mm-hmm. out what it is and panic is not it so yeah. once you calm down, you had, mm-hmm. you know, the ability to look around and be like, oh, all right, my camera's not going to fire from in close range because of the lens is too powerful, the light's too much, whatever. But then you found a way to back it up and get the shots that you needed. And I feel like that is what makes like a real photographer as opposed to someone who takes photographs. Mm-hmm. Someone who takes photographs would have been like, I can't get any shots and they would have been done for the night. You are a photographer. You found a way to get the shots that you needed. Yeah, that's definitely how I felt at first. Like, I walked out, and I was like, I can't go back in. Like, I was about to start crying. It was awful. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I can't just stop because it didn't work out. And because I've researched the venue prior to that. And so, like, I knew there were places that you could... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I knew that there were places that you could stand. Like, that had to be somewhere. And so, like, I was just looking, but, like... In the first... One of the first bands, one of the other structure things, the crowd just, like... They just took it apart and they were just throwing it like these big. Actually, that was when I was pressed too. So that was when I was up in front and um, for like the second band, I think it was. And there's this big cardboard structure and they took apart and they were throwing boxes everywhere. So while everybody was trying to take pictures, these cardboard boxes were like flying all over the place. So the press actually had to stop and we all like turned around collectively and we all had to like fight them and like throw the cardboard ba- boxes like back at them. So it was like a weird like war between us. It was really a war, weird. would you say? A war. It was a war. Was a war. war. <laughs> so, so that was taken down. So my options were getting lower and lower. <laughs> right, but it's good you experienced all of that in one night. Yeah, like you, it was you a understood. Because sometimes shit and... just goes wrong. Like shit is always gonna go wrong. Yeah, yeah, like you will never go to. You will never ever. And I've shot a lot, a lot of live shows. You will never go to a live show and be like, "That's exactly how I pictured it." <laughs> like it'll never happen. There will always be at least something, and you just gotta learn to just be like, "Screw it, it's fine." You could be in a bad mood before, and you could be in a bad mood after. But during, you just do whatever you got to do to get what you mm-hmm. need, and then that's it. And okay. you did, and that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah, got over it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be able to see those, the fruits of her labor <laughs> on our website. And I think that's it, unless you have anything else to say, Tyler. That's I have it. just one more question. Oh. oh. What did you think about Guar's costumes? I kind of loved it. Yeah. I mean, like I was a little mad oh. because of the situation. Sure. But like when I when I stopped, actually, it was it was really weird. Like it was definitely a concert I would see. I'm not saying that to promote them. I'm saying that because they should they deserve to, to be watch. promoted. Yeah. yeah. It was it was like watching a play. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I couldn't even tell you what they sang about because I was just like so invested in what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. They had like they set up like a wrestling match between like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, but like. They were dressed up as like a dinosaur and this weird robot. So it was it was very, very strange. But you see, that's the other good thing. Because, I mean, I, I'm, I'm 
aligning like photojournalism with real journalism because Nikki will tell you, man, like you'll get thrown into things that you'll be like, I have no interest in that. Like mm-hmm. you might see a video clip and you're like, going, oh, that's kind of yeah. weird, but that's totally not my thing. And then you get thrown into these situations where you'll see something. And once you get there, you're like, holy cow, man, like this experience makes me appreciate mm-hmm. this genre so much more that I never would have yeah. went and seen ever. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely was not that interested in going at first. I was like, oh, this seems, I'm going to feel very out of place. But I really didn't. Yeah. It was nice. But also, on a side note, when I was looking up pictures of them and videos online, I saw that they like to have a tendency to throw blood out onto the crowd. <laughs> to which when I when I asked about this, I was told, no, it's fine. They won't do that while press is there. And then when the press came, <laughs> all of the other press were wearing ponchos and had their cameras covered <laughs> in like garbage bags. And they had extra garbage out. Thankfully, somebody else gave me, one of the other photographers gave me a garbage bag to have my like camera in. That but I got so blood cool. all over me. Like, honestly, like... I've only been in like one or two situations with other journalists where I would be covering something that some other journalist was covering. And it's not collaborative like that. It's like, I want to get the scoop before you. I want to have a better story than you. Like, it's not like, here, take a garbage bag. Here, here's a pen if you need it. Like, it's, I don't think anything is really that collaborative. Like, that's really cool to know that. Yeah, you you had a really, really good experience. And you have to understand, Tyler. You have the curse of having a Rorty dad. Rorty dads tend to say stuff that aren't necessarily true. <laughs> you don't need to worry about getting splashed with blood, but that you was do. A lie. You don't need to worry about getting stung by a bee in the armpit, <laughs> but you do. Shout out to Tom Senior right there. <laughs> like sometimes we just say stuff just to like mellow your nerves, but at the end it of the day, awful. you it was might the worst get covered thing. in blood. It's but just like what we it is. say, they targeted us. We're not experts. We're not experts. We never claim to be. Yeah, Certainly just because not. you mistake our confidence for expertism. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were definitely targeting us with the blood. <laughs> Everybody that had a camera, they were, because it was like a decapitated head that was shooting blood of course, out of it. Yeah. So they just took the decapitated head thing and were just pointing it towards, like, of course, the front, because if you're in the front of the concert, why wouldn't yeah. you want to have blood all over you? I don't know. Imagine Riddle if me that. You had a real camera, the pictures you could have gotten, blood coming right at you. <laughs> Douche. Yeah, no, I was hiding behind other photographers when the blood was coming my way. Just because they they loved it, some of the other photographers. They were like, because they were giving out free t-shirts, too. So that you could, for the, I think it was just for, like, the VIP section. I'm not positive. Mm-hmm. But just just so that you could get it covered in blood. And so the other photographers were having them, too. too. Yeah, the other photographers were ha- like had those shirts, too. And so they were jumping in front of the blood because they were all prepared with, like, their garbage bags on their camera. So they were fine. So they had it all over. They were covered in it. So I was like, I can hide behind them. They won't mind. Yeah, they don't mind. They don't mind. They're okay with it. Well, awesome. Well, it was so good to have you on the show, little Tyler Durden. Everybody gets to hear you. Finally. A year later. Oh, we asked you and you're like, I don't want to do it. At least you had something to talk about. It took a year for you to have something worthwhile to talk about. Maybe that's what it is. Like we've said, you know, sometimes you're just a dirt out there. (laughs) You really are. But thank you, Tyler, for coming. And we will have you on again sooner than a year, guaranteed. And be sure to check out her clickbait feature on our website, highregardshow.com. Yes, thank you for having me. You're welcome, T-Bone. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Bye.
So that was Tyler, everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like she's got all shit together for the most part, right? She really does. She's got a good head on her shoulder. She gets that for me. She does. The only thing that disturbs me about her a little bit is the fact that her pictures are so incredible. And yet she doesn't share them. Like, she is so protective of them. You know... She'll come around because I never wanted, I was never willing to share my writing, which is why I went to school for business first, because I was never ready to like share what I wrote with other people. And now I love seeing my name in print. I get that. But the situation is, is that with her, she like, it's hard because she'll show me like her portfolio and Mm -hmm. I'll try to help her get her portfolio together and stuff. And, you know. I'm seeing pictures for the first time and it's like, oh man, now I have to make like a, like there are ones that I've seen a thousand times where I'm like, these are fantastic. And mm-hmm. then I'll see these new ones and I'm like, oh man, I wish you would have shown these to me sooner right? because, yeah. you know, I'd be able to have more of a time to just let She'll come thought. around. Come like, in. because once like she starts, you know, displaying it more often and actually having to like get her work critiqued and stuff like that, like... I think she's definitely going to be, like, more open with it. But, like, right now, she's, you know, she's still, like, kind of, like, getting her wings with photography. Yeah, but she doesn't need to. Like, seriously, because it really, really is impressive. Especially for somebody who's only been doing it now for, I mean, like when you year. break it down, a little it's more like than a, a year. year yeah. It's not even a year and a half yet. And, I mean, what she has accomplished in a year and a half is on par with what people have accomplished over four years. Right. Just for the fact that she's, even, you know. She's a prodigy. Well, yeah. She's a prodigy and a nerd, and we love her. That's true. And we're happy that she was on the show, and maybe we might actually, like, have a little Tyler's Transit Corner so she could tell us, like, some of the weird things that happened to her because she always comes home with a weird-ass story. Oh, my God. It never ends. But you know what the hardest part would be? Picking one week after week. Like, it's like, what's the weirdest thing that happened? <laughs> She'd be like, mm, well, there was this one, but then this other guy, and then this thing. And I never met anybody who gets talked to more than her on a train. I know. So it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah, it, it's it's weird because like I don't even look up. Like I never, like I never will look up. Like if somebody like tries to talk to me, it's just like, <sighs> right. And and people don't even ever try to talk to me, and I don't even see people like approaching people on a train. But her all the time. She just has that little angelic face that people just. It'll turn to a scowl once she starts working in the city. Yeah, that definitely. Goes <laughs> when you get a job, no matter how much you love whatever it is that you're doing, it's going to eat your soul. That scowl's coming. <laughs> that scowl's coming. So, again, thank you so much to Tyler. We heart you. Awesome job, kid. And, again, please check out her photos on thehighregardshow.com under the clickbait tab Hi. in the... Uh, yeah, tag or yeah. tab or it's a tab too. Tab tag. Tab, it is tab. either way. Check Whatever out you want, just click on. Just it. check out clip clickbait, and you'll see like all of our photos. Check it out. And that leads us into our segment of Roly Poly Roddy right now. Roly Poly Roddy. Roly Poly Roddy. And here we are. Here we are, Tom. You just had your very first post-op appointment with your doctor. Well, second, but it's the month. It's the month one. The month one is the big one that everybody yeah, kind of like. Yeah, like, well, this is like to, the major, yeah. Ooh, it's 
the month one where we find out whether or not you're losing weight mm-hmm. and whatnot. Now that's going. And how did it go? Well, I'll tell you. Going in, last week I was nervous because everyone talks about the three-week stall. Mm-hmm. And Which is like basically a plateau where like yeah. you've lost like this huge mass of weight and now after you the surgery. Wait. And now like you're starting to reintroduce food again. Which is scary because you know one that's how you got here in the first right. place. You know, it's kinda like I don't want to do food right now. I'm sick of doing shakes and all that stuff. But I know once food comes around, that's where most of the mm-hmm. weight gets gained. And who the hell needs that? So, um, you know, going there, I didn't weigh myself before time really. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I don't wanna know, I don't wanna know. And then I get to the doctor's office and they weigh me and I am two pounds shy of being down 50. That's ridiculous. In a month. In a, in month. a month and a half, technically. And 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 I would say I'm not losing nearly as rapidly as I was, but, you know, according to the doctor, everything is going right, like dead on Knock what wood. it's supposed to be. Just did it. You guys heard it. So, you know... It's it's averaging to a little more than a pound a day that I'm losing. A pound a day. Which is... Which is what I feel I gain. <laughs> well, you're just finding the ones that I'm losing. <laughs> I'm just picking them up. Like, as soon as you really turn your not. back, I'm shoving them in my mouth. And you're seriously not gaining weight because, I mean, you're, you and Tyler are also eating healthier now than you have been. We are. Because there is not, like, an abundance of, like you know chips Chip and ice house, cream yeah. and just you know cookie dough by the barrel Even the that ice we cream pick. we have is healthy for you which we've talked about yeah and i mean so i mean we're in this situation where everybody is actually getting healthier from this and and i'm even becoming a better cook well thank you blue apron because i feel <laughs> like they're the ones who are making that happen because i mean you know since we started that program it's another thing where when we would shop, and I know that this isn't, I'm not the only ones that would do this. Like, we're definitely not. But we'd go out shopping for, like, a meal, and we'd be like, all right, what's the meal? We'd be like, all right, let's say it's, you know, hamburgers. Mm-hmm. We'd get hamburgers. We'd get buns. We'd question whether or not we'd have, you know, ketchup. And then we'd come home and then make them, and then that would be dinner. And then we wind up picking later on in the night because... We didn't have anything else with it. Yeah. You know, like we didn't, we didn't, like we're eating smarter. Yeah. Rounded meals. Like we were always thinking about food, but not in a way for like to sustain us. And now it's like we're making these really good meals that are, you know, I'm no longer snacking like too much at night because it's like, frankly, I don't have time between like when (laughs) I get home from work and when I have to go to bed because I get up at the crack of dawn. Um, I should be working at the docks with like Bruce Springsteen's dad. Don't. <laughs> Don't go there because he's a liar. You'll wind up there and it'll just be like nothing there but yachts. That's all will be waiting. You'll be like, wait, he works on these yachts? He owns those yachts. That son of a bitch. Anyway, that liar. Anyway. Liar. All oh, right. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> he's a huge liar. Huge. The huge, huge liar. Huge liar. Huge. So... So, but I mean, yeah, you are eating healthier. And I mean, every meal that comes with Blue Apron is a matter, it's coming with also like vegetables are coming with it, proteins mm-hmm. coming with it. So, I mean, you're getting Which everything. Which is more because I do not like cooking. Like, I, I am not a good cook. I never professed to be. I grew up in a restaurant family where I did not have to cook because my parents would bring home stuff at the end of the night and things like that. My parents were great cooks. So it's like, I never really kind of had to learn how to cook. And when I did, I would just make vegetables because I don't like touching 
chicken. Chicken is one of the nastiest things. Like every time I have to touch it, I'm just like. Yeah, but you have to also think that like you've only started cooking chicken. You'll get used to chicken. You'll be used to everything by the time you're done with this. Mm -hmm. I mean, the cool thing is that it's so step by step instructions. It's that so it's easy. Not scary even I could do it. it. Yeah. And I feel like it's even the fact that you guys are doing this. It's helping me mm -hmm. because all of my bad habits were not coming from salmon burgers or you know like chicken and broccoli right it was coming from like you hey, guys let's order a pizza or, yeah yeah or let's get like you know a dessert calzone filled with nutella <laughs> and fucking regrotta <laughs> like you know it's like these ridiculous things that if you got i'd be like going those are my bad habit go-to's that mm -hmm. i need to right, get yeah. my hands on but you're not getting that bad. You're having good stuff. And I'm forced to have good stuff. So it's not like yeah, we're I doing need to it get together. my hands on your food. Right. Because it's basically a level playing field and still. And you've been able to try. You know, you've been taking like, you know, a couple bites here and there of the things that you're able to have. Like, you know, of the fish or like the vegetables. You know, you can't have the starches or anything like that. But, you know, you've been trying that and really liking that. So, like, when, you know, you're ready to go, we're going to be able to do the, the three of us. We'll be able to get, like, a family meal and then, you know, do this as a family. Yay. Yeah. So, I think that the takeaway from this week's Roly Poly Roddy is that all things are good. I mean, the weight loss is going good. Mm -hmm. The the diet the is much better. The doctor gave me Clean glowing reviews. After it was over, and he was like, "I," he goes, "You know," he goes, "You'd be surprised." He goes, "I get a," he goes, "You know," he goes, "I do a lot of these operations." He goes, "It works for most people, not for everyone, and what, especially when you don't see somebody for almost a month, you mm -hmm. don't know like what you know or how they're doing in their own environment, you know." And because... that's it, or their success rate right. going down the road, and you know, and everything I explained to him, he was like, "Going no, man," he goes, "It just." it seems like you're on the right track and just stick with it. So, And one thing I think that maybe we might want to say to anybody getting, you know, preparing for the surgery or thinking about having it or, you know, whatever, is at the beginning or like soon after, you're going to get like a packet of like weeks <laughs> one and two, eat this or drink this. Weeks three and four, you know, have this, five and six. Like, and you get like these two-week increment diets. Sit down with your doctor and yeah. have them seriously go through a step by step of like, what am I going to be able to eat? Because there was so much confusion in the packet that we have, you know, and it, it was a very like there's a lot of stuff in it. There's a lot of like really good resources in it, you know, of things to like, especially when you're on your liquid diet, like, oh, I can have this. That's almost like tricking me into thinking that I'm having like a meal or something. But it was just like you could have turkey, but you can't have turkey but you can have this kind of turkey. But then, like, you could have cooked meat, but then you can't have, like, you know, you can't have ground meat. Like, it's just, like, so many different, like, contradictions. So sit down with your doctor and really just have them explain the food availability yeah. to you. Don't go by, don't go by the packet, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely 100% don't. And that was, like, the one thing that, you know, for this trip, all my questions were basically about, like, well, what can, what can I actually have? Because, you know, they're like, tell us how things are going. And I'm like, I don't know what I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> so when you run into a situation like that, you're kind of like, I'm kind of on the eight ball right now. Right. And then they'd be like, going, well, what other questions do you have? And I'm like, um, can I have some kind of like cloud bread or something like that? And then they're like going, 
oh, well, you can have toast starting next week. And it's like, whoa, I can have toast next week. I'm like, that's awesome. Now, like, yeah, and I'm like, does it matter what kind of toast? And then you hear things like, well, if you eat multigrain, you get something out of it. If you're eating white, you're not getting anything right. out of it. And I'm like, well, am I going to gain a bunch of weight because I have like a bun with a right. hamburger? And they're like, oh, there's nothing, there's no nutritional value in the bun. So your doctor will be able to dumb it down and tell you the reasons why. Just reading that right. you can have deli turkey meat, but you can't have roasted turkey meat. Which you would think would be better. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And I swear it stumped us for over a week where Kip to read in the paper. And I'm like, <laughs> why can you have crappy processed deli meat but you can't have real turkey and it winds up being that when you sit down and they explain it to you it's because it's dry mm -hmm. usually white meat's dry so if you eat it with a piece of sweet potato that's smashed you can easily swallow that and digest it and it's like well that makes life sound a whole mm -hmm. lot easier it's not that you can't have it it's just knowing... understanding the mechanics of it right yeah you have to, right once somebody explains to you how like this process works life becomes a lot easier and then once you understand that you can now realize that your diet opens up a whole hell of a lot more mm -hmm. than what's on that piece of paper so good things all the way around i'd say well very good thank mr. you mr not so roly-poly already well thank you again <laughs> so getting down so a little bit roly we're working on it though so a little You're bit each fine. each week a little bit better a little bit better so that concludes this week's Roly Poly Roni. So, Nikki, how's work this week? It's good. You know, we're gearing up for the election, which, oh. you know, by this point will be tomorrow. So, <sighs> we might have one more high regard show before we all enter the danger zone <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's looking like it might happen seriously right <laughs> right or the nuclear war zone <laughs> oh my god i mean it is scarier than it has ever been i've oh. never like i never I, I don't know what to say sitting inside of a news organization day after day what is like the mentality there right now it's basically just like it's so like trying to just be on top of everything. There is so much coming out between, you know, the emails and whatever piece of shit thing he's saying. And it's just it's just garbage all around. And, you know, we do these news things and I cover like a lot of New York. So like luckily, like I'm luckily I'm focusing on, you know, people dying and fires and things like that for the <laughs> most part. But, you know, like there is like stuff, especially because I work so early in the morning that like I'm looking for like the crap that breaks about the election overnight so it's like here and there it's like you know it's just like oh, nobody's just like we're all kind of like the rest of America just waiting with bated breath to see how this is this Greek tragedy is gonna fucking play out and I'm sure no matter what happens, there'll be plenty of more news in either oh, yeah. direction yeah. <laughs> and from both sides still. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think I think it's going to get harder before it gets easier. But luckily, you know, there's periods where I can find like some fun little dog video that I could put up and stuff. So it's, you know, keeping me a little bit sane, which is awesome, mm -hmm. which is awesome. So nothing else new about work going on? No, no, that's, that's good for you. Yeah, it's it's keeping me busy and keeping me going to bed at eight o'clock at night. So. <laughs> oh my god, which is well past your bedtime yes, right it now. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, we're, we 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 reached a thirty minute past bedtime mark. <laughs> so um, 
Let's get think, to a did I, you know. Well, I was going to say, I think we're just going to skip right past the did you know this week because Why? our interview was long with Tyler. Naturally, like any conversation. So, <laughs> and I just think, um, let's just forego did you know this week and let you get some rest so that you can get on with your, you know, relaying of the news of tomorrow. Newsy Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you want to check out the High Regard Show, please visit our website at highregardshow.com. And, of course, you can always email us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you can always talk to us on social media where you... Could you? We could be found You can make all that noise. I could, yeah. Okay. (laughs) We could be found as High Regard Show. Go figure. Yes. On everything. On everything. Every social media outlet. Well, there we have it. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us again this week. Thank you again to little Tyler Durden for gracing us with her presence and for Nikki to stay up well past her bedtime. Yes. Yes, (laughs) there's going to be extra coffee in the morning for me, for sure. There will be. I will leave you a 25 cents so you could supersize that bitch. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everybody. Bye, bitches. Have a good night. Bye.